I don't know why we're doing that. Hi, welcome to our podcast. My name is Sandra. I'm Andy. And this is another episode of How Nigeria Works. God doesn't. And for this episode, we will be talking about why third-party candidacies don't work. You've probably um, started paying attention to what's going on with the elections. It's election season. All the stories, all the permutations, all the calculations, all the moves and counter moves, all the backstabbing, all of the soap opera. That is Nigeria's election season. Yes, it's on. This, this will be what season what? Mm. If this were like a series, this would be season well, one. Let's see. So we had two seasons in the First Republic, mm-hmm. 1664. Mm-hmm. Then we had two seasons in the Second Republic, mm-hmm. so that's season three and four. Mm-hmm. Then Third Republic gets a half a season. Mm-hmm. Gets a spe- that's a very special episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Special then, edition. Yes. <laughs> then, uh, well, then Fourth Republic, we've had 99, 2003, 07, 11, mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. So we have five seasons so far. Mm-hmm. So that's nine seasons. So oh. we're entering season 10. <laughs> And season 10 is looking like it's gonna be big. Yeah, season 10 is gonna... It's gonna top the other seasons. Do you think it's gonna be make or break for Nigeria? In... Well, I won't say make or break. Well, um, people expected season 9 to be make or break. Well, I guess... Nigeria, America knew that Nigeria would break up. Nigeria will limp along, no matter what. Mm. Uh, so, it's not like break. But definitely it will get a lot more broken than it is now if things don't go in a very bad way. And then... What would be a bad way for it to go? A bad way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say any more than that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you get away with that one. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed the episode before this. And um, for this episode, we basically want to talk about the realities of Ni- the Nigerian um, political space and Nigerian politics in general and the work that um, third party or small candidates need to do if they are serious about taking this country. All the time people will tell you, oh but we have what, 31 presidential candidates, why are we talking about only the two, you know. The, the media is also complicit but there are certain media theories that um, um, actually states that sometimes the media focuses on a particular thing and once the media focuses on that on those particular issues these are the issues that become prominent in the minds of the audience and it happens everywhere it's not it's not unique to Nigeria it happens in America happens in the UK happens everywhere else there, there are, there's always the candidates who um, are more popular than others and by the time the media gives their back to those candidates, especially if it's an election, whatever issue it is, but we're talking about elections, so we're going to stay within the realms of elections, and he's nodding his head, you can't see him right now, I would prefer that he says yes or no, like a normal person, but he's nodding his head. Yes or no, like a normal person. <laughs> but I'm nodding my head. <laughs> but for this episode, we're basically focusing on that. So, um, 
let let me um state clearly for you. So first things first, we have thirty one presidential candidates. We have um President Muhammad Buhari, who is the current president, who's coming back again. He he'll be running on the All Progressives Congress APC platform. And yep. then we have Al Hajatiku Abubakar. He is the People's Democratic uh, Party's candidate, the PDP. Yep. Now they were ousted in 2015 for Muhammad Buhari to come in. Something that rarely, rarely happens. Never, It's never, never happened in Nigeria. Never happened in Nigeria. So it was a monumental um, event, 2015. And people are saying perhaps another monumental event will occur in 2019, and we may be able to oust Muhammad Buhari. Also contending for president, or is it contending or contesting? Both are correct, I think. Okay. Also contesting. Also, as we, the word we like to use in Nigeria, vying <laughs> for 2019 as president. We, we want to talk about the presidents because those ones are the ones in the national eye. Now, I don't know exactly what's happening in your different states. In River State, for instance, is also two parties. Well, there are several other parties, but there's the two parties who are very prominent in River State. Right. I don't even know the other parties that are that have candidates for governor. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh. I think there was something about UDP or UPP. Anyways, or YP or YPP. Anywho, yeah. mm. so um, the Social Democratic Party has Mr. Donald Duke, who's a crush of mine. God. I hope you're listening to this, Mr. Donald Duke. Shame. <laughs> He is a former governor of um, Cross River State. And then we have uh, Mr. Wenga Olawebo Hashim for the Alliance for New Nigeria, ANN. He um, won it instead of Feladro Toye. That's a party that Fela Durote was supposed to run on. Oh yeah, so he, yeah, this is a fellow that um that um, inspires to that aspire. aspired to conspire against Fela. And what? You know, he aspired to conspire. It was a conspiracy. They overthrew the man in his own party. Okay, um, moving on. We have Mr. Omoyele Shawore. Yes, he's a, he's a favorite of a lot of people. Why are you whooping for? Because like he said, he was going to legalize cannabis. Oh. Woo! Well. I can make money as a dealer. You're making money right now. <laughs> I can make more money as a dealer. Who told you you'd be the best dealer? I don't know. Do you, have you ever sold anything? Like, <laughs> why do you think that all of it? Why do people all of a sudden think that? Oh yes, let them legalize this drug. I can make money selling it. Who told you that? You can't even make money selling See, noodles. That's that's not the point. The point is, you're a terrible salesperson. The point. <laughs> that's the point. You're a terrible salesperson. Moving on, next person. Anyways, he's running on the African Action Congress (AAC). And then my auntie and my mummy, Mrs. Obi Ezekwesili. No, she's not my mother, and she's not my father. Not even from the same state. Uh, I can't. I can't tell you how the number of times uh, because Sandra shares the same surname with uh, Dr. Ezekwesili. Yeah. I can't tell the number of times on Twitter people insult me. Sandra will say something, <laughs> and then people will say will, who disagree with her will be like, "So is your mother that sent you to come and say this thing here?" <laughs> Eh? The daughter of Obi Ezekwesi, because you're the daughter of Obi Ezekwesi. Come on, you think you're coming here to tell this? Or they'll, they'll, they'll be like, I oh, don't mind her. He's, he's bring back our girls. I'll be like, she's not my mother. But let her win this election. Oh, she become my mother. Mommy, I love you. I'll be like, the mother of our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> president elect, 
Anyways, she's running um for the Allied Congress Party of Nigeria, ACP, and kind of sounds like APC. That's selling hope. Um, Dr. Obadia My Life My Lafia. My Lafia. Some of these candidates this is the first time anybody's gonna ever hear their names out loud. <laughs> Probably the so last time. Thank you all need to just give a shout out to how, how Nigeria, Nigeria works, works but, but doesn't, doesn't because mm. you know we care. African Democratic Congress, that's uh, where Dr. Obadia uh, Malaifa is running. Mm-hmm. Professor Kingsley Morgalo is running He's <laughs> <laughs> running under the Young Progressive <laughs> Party YPP. He's a personal favorite of mine. Pastor Chris Okotie what's your problem? I'm oh. a, I'm, I'm an octopus. Pastor Chris Okotie is running please, again. Please, 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 please. Just, just, please, just, there's no, don't. His party is a fresh. No, no, no. Fresh no. No, 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 no. That's discriminatory. Um, um, what do you for, have against Pastor? For our international listener, mm-hmm. Pastor Chris Okotie, mm-hmm. as being suggested, is a pastor, mm-hmm. also a former pop star when I was a kid. And yeah, when I was a kid. Too. You were not born. I was born. How dare you? I sing one of his pop songs. <laughs> Um, A, B, C. Oh, no, no, that's not, that's Michael Jackson. No, that was him. Yeah, it was both of them. Okay, yeah. see, I know his song. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, your mom sang the song. Too, yeah. No, anyway. I actually remember the video and his hairstyle and the haircut and the weird looking outfit and the he had on. the back of his trousers. Like yeah, a, you know. I remember Well, that. he's a pastor now. <laughs> and apart from being a pastor, every four years, he runs, he runs for president mm. and gives very fine speeches and gets seven votes across the nation oh yeah 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 moving on <laughs> Dr. Olusegun Mimiko is also running at, uh, he's running on the platform of the Zenith Labour Party Major General John Gore is running uh, for ABGA All Progressive Grand Alliance Ali Shoyode is running on the platform of Yes Party Dr. David Sinisibo Akinian is running on the Grassroots Development Party of Nigeria platform. Ike Keke. She's really going to read out all of them. Is running for the New Nigerian People's Party, NNPP. Almost NNPC, but without the C, not a P. Or the oil money. Apostle Sunday Chuku Egu. Hold on. Apostle Sunday Chuku Eguzolo. Okay, Apostle Sunday Chuku is running. <laughs> <laughs> and the name of his party <laughs> is the Justice Must Prevail Party. Wow, I like that name. <laughs> Justice Must Prevail. We will uh, not take it. No, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that in my soul. Justice Must Prevail, Apostle. Yo! Must. I think it's so crazy. It's such a fun podcast. Don't laugh it too much. I promise to not hide. Yeah. Fella hasn't been elected president. It's still illegal. We're not smoking it. <laughs> All right. So, Mrs. Eunice uh, at Day, National Interest Party, NIP. She's the one who... Is not a feminist. Yes. Um, Hamisu Santuraki is running on the Mega Party of Nigeria platform. A mega Party that isn't mega. Um, Honorable Edozie Madus uh, running on the Independent Democrat Party IDP. Professor Peter Wangu is the We the People of Nigeria Party. Mr. Ahmed B. Buhari. Hmm, that might confuse some people. Hmm. Hmm. Sustainable National Party. Oh, I see your plan. Hmm. I see your plan. Hmm. 
Mr. Top Web Fasua, Abundance Nigeria Renewal Party. Wow. Some of these names are very unimaginable. We must renew the nation abundantly. Amen. Mr. Ade Fabero Byron or Brian. Brian. All right. Oh, Mr. Ade Fabero Brian is running under the COA party platform. Moses Shikbi, all blending party. Ha! Blend that eyeshadow. All blending. What? Yes, now you, you gotta blend the contouring and the <coughs> highlighting and the eyeshadow. Make sure the it's blending all blending. could be the other thing. What the comfort thing? She said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Pastor Habu Aminchi, People's Democratic Movement. Mr. Chooks, Wanchuku All Grassroots Alliance. All yeah. the grassroots, not just a few. Yeah, all. All. Yes. Yabagi, Yusuf, Sani, Action Democratic Party. Mr. Mm. Babatunde, Ademola, Nigeria Community Movement Party. Mr. Martin Onovo, Conference of Nigerian Political Parties. CNPP has always been there. Always there in the shadows. Mm. The dark horse. Mm. The CNPP mm. always come through with their regular 400 votes. I like their name. Conference of Nigeria Political Parties. Oh, it's just one party. It's very tortoise. It's very tortoise Yes. My name is all of us. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, INEC. INEC has brought money. Who's the money for? It's for the, for the Conference for the of the Nigeria of- Political Parties. It's us. Oh, that's, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's not y'all. That's just us. Yeah. So, anyways, 31 political candidates. And a round of applause for Sandra for having the patience to read out all of them. Thank which you. nobody will do on election day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you are very welcome. I do it because I care and I love you and I want you to make informed choices before you get out there to vote for somebody to be president. Now, I'm pretty sure that you've heard some of these names for the very first time today. I'm the last. I'm pretty sure this is the last time you hear some of these names. Pretty sure you're probably not going to remember any of the parties because um, unfortunately it's not being hammered at you every time you turn around by a newspaper or a TV show or a radio show. So the ones you hear about all the time are the People's Democratic Party and the All Progressives Congress. On Twitter, you hear a little bit about Donald Duke and Obi Ezekwesili. And sometimes when um, Shore says something crazy like he'll abolish the Senate, you hear... Um, <laughs> you hear... There's a reason he wants to legalize marijuana. <laughs> so, why do you think um, third-party candidacies don't work? Before I answer that, I want to point something out to mm. our listeners. Sandra and I both want third-party candidacies to work. Mm. Nigeria would be a lot better off if there were other parties able to challenge the, the big two. two. Mm. Especially because the big two are generally funded, run, and peopled, populated by members of this ruling elite political class that moves around from party to party, from mm. one to the other, mm. because their interests are so common, mm. uh, you know, are, are so close together, and they actually they actually have more in common with each other than they do with us, mm. the Nigerian the people. people as a whole. Mm. So, we would be better served if we had parties that were strong enough to challenge them and that had our backs more or less mm. so we want good strong viable third parties mm. uh, the problem is that the ones we currently have the mm. parties we have the third parties we have are not strong viable legitimate contenders mm. and we need to look at why so back to your question why are they not so 
There are a lot of reasons, and you've touched on a very important one, which is that the coverage that they're getting, they're not getting as much coverage as the big two, the P- and the big two being the PDP and the APC. Um, if you do something that is coverage-worthy, you'll get the coverage. That's the truth. I was going to say that. Mm. The, the issue is that, are they worthy of coverage? Now, Because, again, it's a numbers game. Yes. The, the the main reason why the parties are not viable, the, why the parties... Like, for instance, I will not be voting for any of this, these third parties. Mm. I will... Not even my mother slash not mother? If she wins, I voted for her. <laughs> you fraud. For the simple reason that I don't want to throw in my vote. Some people feel differently about it, but I don't want to throw in my vote. And why do I believe that voting for a third party is throwing away my vote? Mm. Simple math. Uh, All right. So Nigeria, especially for our international audience, Mm -hmm. Nigeria is a country. Mm -hmm. It's a country made up of states like the United States is, Mm -hmm. or countries, 36 states and a capital, Abuja. So that's 37 areas. Each of those has what we call local government areas, which Mm -hmm. are our municipal areas. Mm -hmm. So in total, the 37 units, states units, have 774 local Local government government areas, areas. municipal areas between them. Now, there are only two parties in the entire nation that have a party office in every single one of those 774 local government areas. Now, party office is relative, but at least they have an office. Yes, Mm. that's the APC and the PDP. Now, apart from having a party office, which is relative, they have something which is absolute. They have at the state level, at the national level, state level, at the local government area level, and at the ward level, they have they have executive committees. Mm. Executive committees made up of a chairman, a deputy chairman, a secretary, a treasurer, uh, a uh, you know a publicity secretary, a youth leader, a woman leader, leader, and some other ad hoc you know members so anything from 8 to 12 members and they have that in all 774 local governments and then under the local governments you have wards and they have those in those thousands of wards as well Mm. without exception Mm. the PDP and the APC have that that, and no other party can boast of that no other no of these third parties even come close to having that in half or in one quarter but again it takes a minute to build that. No, it doesn't. The PDP did not build it overnight. And the PDP had a head start. The APC had a head start because they had access to public funds. Well, no, that's... Well, for instance, the PDP, when they did it before the 1999 election, didn't have access to public funds. And they did it. The, the, the people who built the PDP... Men like Solomon La, um, Atiku Abubaka, you know, those first founding members, you know, Ekweme and all the rest, Sule Lamido, they were not using public government funds, they were using their money as politicians. And they raised funds, put gathered together, got people interested, and put had those people. Had they held political offices before that moment? Some had, some had not, but most of them were living like every other person through the terrible Abacha years. Hmm. So they were not exactly like the richest men in the world. But building a political party requires that work. And 
But let's look at why that's necessary. In politics, to win an election, mm. in, in, in generally win an election, mm-hmm. you need one thing, and that's called your ground game. Yeah. Your ground game is what in, a, in a, well that's the American term for it, but it's you it's what's called canvassing. Canvassing is basically going door to door or going to everywhere that people are, actual human beings are, and having face-to-face conversations with them about your party or about your presidential candidate or whoever, whatever candidate. And that requires actual human beings in every community, in every every municipality, going around, doing that legwork, preaching that gospel, going to the markets and talking to the traders, going to the fishing ports and talking to the fishermen. Uh, sorry, I'm from River State. I'm from a coastal community, so it's always fishermen with me. You know, going to the motor parks and talking to the to the bus conductors, going to the schools, talking to the, to the teachers, farms. going to the going to the farms, talking to farmers, going to I'm a woman. Yes, going to neighborhoods and talking, going house to house. Now, that's what those ward and LGA exco members for PDP and APC do. That's what they're created for. That is what they're there for. And then they set up little committees and home cell fellowships and they have regular meetings and they're preaching their party gospel every day. Mm. Now, Manamezi Kwesili comes out to run for president. Very noble. She declared about a week ago. Yeah. Now, Yes, the elections are in February. Mm. So she has four months, two months, two months really. To whip up enough votes to get out article. Yes, and and, And and how does she whip out those votes? By rolling out enough of a ground game in all 774 local government areas of the country, getting people to run out there. getting And it's not just random people, it's people who already have like relationships. Yes. To the court. Yes. That, who believe in you. Yes. They have, yes. Or believe in the party. It's, it's Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You have two attributes people must have. They must mm-hmm. believe in you, mm-hmm. and then the people that they're going to preach to must believe in them. Ah. So you need opinion leaders. Opinion leaders who you have... No, either nurtured mm. in those communities mm. or observed in those communities and then converted and won them over to you. Mm. So that's the hard work that Mogalu, Ezekwesili, Durutoye, okay, no, he's not there anymore, mm. um, Showore, that's the hard work they now have to do. And they're giving themselves two, three months to do that across the nation, 774 local government areas, 111,973 polling units. Mm. They are going to have to have the do the hard work now of getting people who can wield influence in all those places mm. and who buy into them, and then start finding out what are the core issues in each of those places and targeting their messages to those people now. And they've given themselves two or three months to do it. Maybe, perhaps. Let's consider this. Perhaps because mm-hmm. they know mm-hmm. that there is a general dissatisfaction with the current parties. Mm-hmm. There's a general dissatisfaction. There's a, a knowledge that, oh, APC and PDP, oh, it's the same thing. It's the same people. You know, they just have different names. Um, there's a general dissatisfaction with this current administration. Perhaps they're hoping that if the average Nigerian is offered an alternative, it doesn't matter that I do 
not have a, a, a ground game. You have an alternative that isn't the same old recycled people. It means then that you will do the sensible thing, which is vote for someone who's fresh. Vote for someone who's tested and trusted. Then they are misdiagnosing the, the way the, Niger, the Nigerian people are seeing things. Mm. Yes, the Nigerian people are generally dissatisfied. Mm. But you see this general dissatisfaction with, oh, APC and PDP, they are all the same. Mm. That's a middle, upper middle class people on Twitter Problem. Re- reaction to things. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I'm I've spoken to drivers. I've spoken to uh, lower class people. I've, talk- I've spoken to blue collar people. And they share the same opinion. No, I was going, what I wanted to say is their opinion is even more, more intense than mm-hmm. ours. Theirs is all you big people, you're all the same. True. So APC is the same, PDP is the same, OBS Equestly is the same, Kingsley Mogalu is the same, Donald Duke. Donald Duke is the same. We are all the same mm-hmm. to my great aunt in the in in Okrika who who sells dry fish. Because her whole life, she has voted or been participating in every election Nigeria's had since independence. Mm. And in every election, people have come to her and made promises and spoken big grammar. She has heard all the grammar. She heard it from Azikiwe. She heard it from Okilo and Shagari. She heard it from Abiola and Tofa. She heard it from Obasanjo. She, heard it, she has heard it from everybody. She voted Abiola. Yes, she did. She has heard it from everybody. So there is nothing that Mogalu and Ezekwesili are going to come and tell her now. That is new. That is new, that she hasn't heard, that to make her say, oh yeah, these people are different from... And guess what? Those things that they're going to come and say to her mm-hmm. in the next two or three months, mm-hmm. PDP and APC have been saying it to her too. They're going to come and say the same things to her as well. Again, yeah. We all campaign with poetry. It was ridiculous watching them, uh, especially PDP, watching uh, their convention and hearing the presidential aspirants uh, um, speak and I'm listening to their speeches and part of the things they were talking about was infrastructure and I couldn't help but think to myself how are we still using these things as campaign promises things that the Persians figured out thousands and thousands of years ago things that the Romans figured out thousands and thousands of years ago that's still something that is worthy of allocating speech time to because it's still kicking our ass it's still kicking our butts in 2018 it's depressing isn't so, it exactly so now when when these our third force candidates come mm. and they're seeing, preaching these same things mm. what happens to my great aunt in the village she remembers every other person who has said these same things to her Yes. yes which one bring fish come make I call her the fish and that's it. So, if they're coming in this late in the game and all they're doing is making the same kinds of promises that these people in the villages have heard all their lives, I don't see them making much of an impact. And bear in mind that they're going to do this with a very limited structure, mm. with very limited boots on the ground, because they haven't started mobilizing their boots on the ground yet. So, they're going in with a very, with a, with a poor medium and a poor message so and in a lot of it at the end when they are defeated high horses are climbed 
and we start to hear about oh the people are just not enlightened enough and the people just are they're not ready to be liberated and all of that isn't that true though? but the job of the elite is to enlighten the people so it's like we're doing that no you're not no you're not you're just preaching at them and then you know so how do we enlighten them what you do is what we need to do is engage with them before elections that's it what is, we're doing. No, no, no. What I mean, no, no. What I mean is, the elections are in a few months. It, it's the next calendar year, but it's four months away, mm-hmm. less than. <clears throat> what needs to happen is, imagine if after they are trounced in this election, mm-hmm. and I mean they will be trounced. Imagine if all these oh, can, little faith. Is I I don't I, I'm a, I'm a I'm in politics. There's no there's no room for faith. Yes, there is. Mm, no. Okay. So imagine if after they are beaten and whooped. I find it ridiculous that you think that there's no room for faith. Do you know how much money the former president, Jonathan, paid to faith-based people to pray for his victory in these elections? And the outcome? Yes, moving on. (laughs) So yeah, after these elections, after they are given the shellacking of their lives. Okay, fine, we get it. Uh, trash. Okay. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> if they remain in the political scene... And they should remain. But most of them will not. Most of them will go into hibernation and come back in in three or four years. Yeah. But if those who remain... We're looking at you, Chris <laughs> I don't even count him as one of the candidates. You know that. I don't even count him as a candidate. Yeah, He's but... He's a candidate. Don't disrespect his candidacy. I disrespect your candidacy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but yeah, they stayed in eh, and invested because in, invested in building their parties, <clears throat> making their parties okay, making their parties into credible threats, into organizations that actually have a nationwide reach, that actually have a ground game. Hmm. Because you can't win politics anywhere in the world without How a ground game. Do that? You recruit people. You recruit people like you. You recruit coppers. You recruit people who. And then you you make them members of your party. How do those people stay when you are not um, making it um, lucrative for them? It's not lucrative for them. Okay, so at least I, with these big okay, parties. So I, I, it's not one thing they come out. Sandra, are you telling me mm. that for all the noise we make on Twitter or on Facebook, mm-hmm. that there are not enough Nigerians mm-hmm. who are willing to? work on the side for a political party that will change Nigeria for free. That's what they did with oh well they did that with APC. To have three of them in every local government, even if it's just three of them. Three of them times even if we say it was eight hundred local governments, that's like two thousand four hundred Nigerians. You mean we can't find three thousand Nigerians ready to do um to work for a party as volunteer work? To just be working in you know in rural areas and you, we can't find them. That's a question that you will need to answer. You who's listening to the podcast. Yes. Are there three thousand Nigerians who are willing to work pro bono to bring in a political party they think can change Nigeria? Yeah, maybe you'll be getting your travel allowances and stuff like or that. Or you get nothing. Or you will get nothing. But if you want your country to change, are you ready? Are you one of those three thousand Nigerians? ready to just take one local government and say this is my local government I'm going to be go, go, I'm going to do some work here for this party I'm going to go door to door I'm going to make contacts with people I'm going to you know introduce them to the party do some political education you know 
tell them why we're the right choice. Build up voters' lists. But again, they'll be saying to these people what all the parties since the First Republic have been saying to these people. But they'll be saying it to them earlier. They will start talking to them four years before an election. Talk is cheap. Yes, talk is cheap. But when you now have that structure Hmm. and you're out there and the rest of us in Nigeria on Twitter and on Facebook Mm. see that you're out there and you now start saying, look, we need some funding because we have one or two social interventions we want to do. Mm. There are one or two things we want to do in these communities to help people. Mm. We want to like solve some small minor problems, whatever it is. Are you telling me that we don't have 10,000 Nigerians who, even though they're not willing to go out there and rough it out in an LGA, um, are willing to give like 5K, 10K, 20K to a political party that is working, that's trying to solve one or two known problems in each local government? How do those 10,000 Nigerians, how does a large number of the 10,000 Nigerians trust that um, the monies that they're donating will actually go to the cause they're donating it? If you, all these if you give, if you give, if Obieze Kwesili mm-hmm. came out and asked you for that money, mm-hmm. would you trust that she was going to be directing that money to the, to to what she was giving it, she was saying she was giving it to. Yeah, but that's obvious. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that's that is the, and this is now directed to people like Obieze Kwesili mm. that instead of, instead of coming out the day before the, the deadline for elect for submitting your candidacy, mm. you come out and declare for president, and the next day you open up an account and say we need your donations. Mm. Wouldn't you have been better served? If you'd been piling up that money. Building up a party four years before the election. Is four years even enough? It might not be enough, but let us just start there. Hmm. It's definitely better than four months before the election. Fair enough. So, would she not have been better served putting together that kind of a party with her brand behind it? Running those, starting those kind of interventions. Will her brand not serve her now? Her, see, she has been tenacious. Her bra- she has tenaciously fought government after government yes. about the abducted Chibok girls. Her, As Minister for Education, she was formidable. Her brand will serve her only in a limited group of people. My great my great aunt in Okrika does not know who Obeze Kwesili is. Yes she does. No she doesn't. And let, let's be let's be let's be real about it. These people most most voters in Nigeria are rural. True. And most rural voters don't know these people the way we know these people. This is true. So she could like Obeze Kwesili could get the the entire vote of the entire woke Twitter. She could get that vote in four months. Like, if she worked hard, she could get all our votes. We don't even have PVCs. But that's not going to be enough to get her elected. But imagine if instead of working hard to get all our votes four months before the election, Mm -hmm. she worked four years before the election to get all of us working in her organization. Uh, And then getting all of us to put money into our organization, put work into our organization. Get to the grassroots people to buy in. Yes. And we use that to put boots on the ground at the grassroots. Oh, yeah. And then now the grass... Fight for her. And then we start telling the grassroots about her. Start telling them who she is. Start showing them her pictures. Start telling them all the things she's done. And 
we're doing things and we're saying, oh look, we're doing these things on behalf of Obiese Kwesili and the ANRP party and little now she has a brand in the rural area. If you go to my village now and put her post, her picture next to Atiku's picture and Buhari's picture, they will say, ah, who be this woman? Oh, yeah, nah, good woman. She'll be saying a good woman. But it's the other two that they're going to vote for, one or the other. Yeah. So that's it. Like you talked earlier on about media coverage and how the media coverage is skewed against you. the media is not even their biggest problem. The, the, the third parties, the, because the media doesn't even penetrate the villages like that. Mm. Yeah, they know the radios. Yeah, the radios do, right? The radio is one is the medium with the most penetration. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the newspaper and uh, TV are not in the village like that. Yes. But most political information mm-hmm. in the village doesn't come come through the radio it's like grapevine. that. It's grapevine. It's social network. Like it's not like the our phone social networks. Social yes, network. it's offline social networks. Mm-hmm. And obviously, King, Kingsley Mogalu, Fela Drutoye, um, Showare, they're not getting into those offline social networks. You don't know that they're not, though. Well, okay, I can, t- I can talk about the ones that I'm tapped into, the ones here in River State. Mm. People are not talking about them on the streets. People are not talking about them in the villages. People are talking about, uh, oh, how Atiku, they won't do Atiku like this, how Buari do like this. People are talking about, you know, you understand, you know what I'm saying? I know, yeah. Yeah. That's who they're talking about. And the four months is not enough time for these people to put themselves into those conversations. Four years is. Eight years definitely is. So... Twelve years most definitely. No, Twelve years without a doubt. Twelve years you probably actually win the thing. Yeah. Abiola did that. Abiola tried to run for president in 1983 mm. and... I mean, they messed him up and they told him presidency is not for sale. Mm. And from 1983 to 1993, mm-hmm. he worked to put himself out there in the grassroots yeah. with his charities, his philanthropy and all of that. And 1993 came around and he could not be denied. We all don't have a Biola money. I mean, in other parts of the world, you don't have to do all of these social interventions to in, get their structures on the ground. In other parts of the world people donate money to their political parties and the, and that's what the political parties use <coughs> to win elections but when you don't have a political party that is run by donors you bring out your big money you Donald Trump it or you Ross Perot it you know so the, the, let's not use this money thing as an excuse it's the same all over the world politics is wrong with money so if you want to do it put up a shut up don't come out with like some shoestring campaign and then guilt people by acting like people are just not enlightened or people don't you have to do the work and the work will cost you either a long time of painstakingly putting out the roots or it's going to cost you a lot of money if you want to come in at the last minute like Donald Trump what we're talking about is the political structure. Yes. Because all the time people are saying structure, structure, structure and it seems like this big nebulous, mythical thing. thing. But this is the structure. This is it. It's what the Americans would call a ground game, Mm. you know, in in politics. It's it's just, and it's nothing mystical. And it's important. It's important and it's there in every single country that has elections. You can't win elections without a ground game, without people in every precinct knocking on doors, picking up the phone, Mm. you know, talking to people, hearing their problems, solving their problems. It's why an alliance like the APC, when they became an alliance, mm-hmm. was so powerful because every single party brought their own structure, structure. and merged it together and That's became right. this gigantic thing. That's right. Why is it gigantic instead of gigantic? Or gigantic. Or gigantic. Or gigantic. English is stupid. 
English is very stupid. <laughs> like all my friends, my French speaking and Spanish speaking friends, when I try to learn English, yeah. they always complain. Yeah. And it's true because when I was learning their languages, things were more straightforward. straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, that's why they were able to build this gigantic party mm-hmm. and do what they did yes. in 2015 yes. because they had foot soldiers yes. in every uh, local government area. That's so right. wherever your party was the strongest, you had the people who could bring the votes there for you. That's so right. the AC in the West, the CPC in the North. Yes. Um, they had ANPP as some well. Some parts of PDP and ANPP ANPP, in yes. the South and the East. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that pulled together gave them the presidency. That's right. Which is ve- pretty hotly contested, you mm-hmm. know. It's, it's one of the most... It's actually the most important one. Yeah, it's the biggest one. Yeah. You know, but you know, you see, like a lot of these parties, these, these third parties, yeah, while the presidency is the most important one, the other ones can't be ignored. Of course. Because a lot of the time, what you have is that the presidential candidate... Is the only candidate of the party. Yes. <laughs> and that can't be. Because in a party like PDP or in a party like APC... Apart from the presidential candidate, you obviously have 36 governorship candidates. You have Senate Senate candidates, 109 reps for the House assembly. of Reps members, assembly. You know, the everything. You have candidates for every position, mm-hmm. and each of those candidates is a politician. Mm-hmm. And each of those politicians has his own personal, his or her personal structure. Mm. People who have who run a ground game for them and foot soldiers. Foot Let's soldiers. say that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to use the military term because you know. Nigeria is very violent. So <laughs> please disregard that. Nigeria is not very violent. Please welcome. Come visit us. Um it's not during elections. Toward the country. Not during elections. During elections. Don't come to, during elections. You're going to take beautiful pictures. Of violence and rigging. That's a lie. Stop the markets in the nation. But for you lovers of violence, please come to Nigeria during the elections. It's a beautiful place. Anyway, so yeah, so, so you have all these structures working together, overlapping, and you know, enriching the party's ability to draw out votes in an area. Mm. You know, so you know, you may not like the presidential candidate. In, but you like your senator mm. or you like your reps member or you like your governor mm. or you know your councilman so you come out so th- so that's what happens when you have a party that has a full slate mm. but with a lot of these third parties it's really just the presidential candidate yes which means that like you, you don't have a lot of people doing the work for right, you and right. you need the people doing the work for exactly, you exactly exactly mm. so yeah. i guess we know why third party candidates don't work we know why but the question is are we re- willing ready and able to do the hard work that is required to build third parties that actually work because we need to mm. we need we need to break the cycle yes we do we do. We need alternate parties. Hmm. We need alternate parties because here's the truth: the two main parties in Nigeria are funded by, or for the most part, by money siphoned from government coffers, hmm. illegally, corruption, hmm. or if even even when not siphoned that way, money from that gotten from people who have enriched themselves through government contracts. Mm. So it's all a feedback loop. Mm. You know, these people have a stake in holding on to government mm. so they can get their contracts and they use the contracts to fund the parties mm. and the parties use the funding to win the elections mm. both legally and illegally. This and is the part of in. the podcast where he's about to preach his middle class gospel. 
All I'm saying is, <laughs> we need third parties who represent the middle class of professionals, right. business people, and skeptical eye rollers like Sandra. <laughs> Yes, he, he's always on that horse. Oh, middle class people who put their money in it and demand that things go their way and present um, a, a president or leaders that represents the middle class because the middle class is what is needed anyway to effect any actual changes in any nation. All right, then. Um, I don't know if we are ready to do the work, but I do hope we eventually become ready to do the work because the work that we put in today is what our children and their children will benefit from. Hopefully the people who have come out to run for office in this cycle will stick around after they lose because Andy's very sure that they will lose. They will lose convincingly. Anywho, if they do lose, Shalaking. we hope that they hang around and build this structure because it is important that you have people preaching your gospel. It is necessary for the future of our republic and for the health of the nation mm. that we have parties that are alternatives to the big two. Yes. But those will only come if those who get into the game stay in the game and others join in and help them. Mm. We need to help them. Koa has been in the game a while. Uh, but Koa has not grown. Koa did not grow itself at the grassroots. Mm. I can't, and I can't speak about that, but it's definitely here in River State. Mm. So mm. it's not just about being there on the roll like Chris Okuti has mm-hmm. been. It's about, it's about being there and doing the work. Yes, doing the work of adding a ground game to your party. And you can't say, oh, it's too expensive. We don't have the money. Then get out of politics. Mm. You know, then find ways to get the money. We, we need to get into... Um, we, Nigerians will contribute money if they see seriousness. Mm. Maybe that's the solution. That's the model is... You know, parties that are funded, that are crowdfunded. That that has always been the model. Mm. You know, most mass political parties of the past were crowdfunded. What we we have here in Nigeria is an aberration. And that's because there's this free oil money that the two big parties have been collecting. Mm. But maybe we need to find ways, those who are running political parties need to find ways to convince people to raise money. Mm. And eventually we'll get to a point where Nigeria actually works. And does. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. We have a brand new episode coming up, so we hope that you also listen to that when it comes around. Follow us on socials, How Nigeria Works. But doesn't. Follow me on Twitter, S. Ezekwesili. I'm at Andyroid O. Andyroid O on Twitter. He's always looking for trouble. Always, always, always. Until the next episode, bye. Bye.